0: Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the in the trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar.
1: Thanks for listening. As you know, ratings and reviews are very important to the show. So stop what you're doing and head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Hello, FitPro podcast listeners. Today I have the great luxury of interviewing Mr. George the Second. George is a certified mindful habits coach, a sales coach and trainer, and is a public speaker. Welcome to the show, George.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm super excited to have you on the show. You know, that was a very brief intro about what you're up to and what you're all about. Would you mind um, telling the audience a little bit more about yourself?
0: Oh, wow. Thanks, Andy. Um, Well, basically, uh, again, you mentioned I do sales training and coaching. I also do life coaching as well um, in a couple different avenues. Uh, One, working with the Mindful Habit, where I have a chance to work directly with men uh, who are dealing with a pretty bad issue in regards to um, sexual compulsive habits. Uh, and then I also get a chance to work directly with men and really just helping them to attain the best version of themselves.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like quite, um, you know, you're really helping a lot of guys out and helping them to make positive choices, which is a lot of times with business, we struggle with moving forward and making positive choices as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Personal life and business life are very reflective of each other.
1: Now, um, before we dive into the meat of the interview, I'd like to ask you a few of my standard FitPro business questions, and uh, one of them is, what is your favorite quote?
0: Uh, My favorite quote, wow. Um, I would say my favorite quote is is that success is not an opportunity, it's an obligation.
1: Oh, I like that one. I've never heard that one before. Um, Who, um, do you know who, Whose quote that is?
0: Yeah, I actually stole that from Grant Cardone.
1: Awesome. Now, what exactly does that quote mean to you?
0: Well, to me beforehand, I got to tell you that, you know, when you look at, you know, some of the people you've been talking about, moving the needle, how do you advance in your business, a lot of times we get to it, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you know, kind of running the business on your own and may not have a lot of backing and kind of have to do everything on your own like a lot of us are you kind of begin to look at it more as a chore. You know, you, you kind of forget that at some point in time, this is part of the independence that you wanted, and it's a complete package that comes with it. So for me, it really helped me help give me a, a good switch in my mindset that says, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm not being forced to do this. You know, this isn't something that should come at a, particular, like, sacrifice, per se, from the aspect of something I don't want to do. I don't have to look at this as if, you know, somebody's shoving vegetables down my mouth and my (laughs) boss is making me work crazy hours that I don't think I should. Um, This is an obligation for me, and as an obligation for me and as an example for my family as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Now, as far as um, the additional question I have for you is, what is your number one key to business success?
0: You know, I, I I thought about that question, Andy, and I got to tell you, I don't have one key. Um, I really got three keys.
1: Awesome.
0: And I think that you kind of have to have all three of these intact in order to not just be successful in business, but also successful just in life, in every aspect of life. Um, first of that being just your mindset. You know, it, it's a bit of an inner game that needs to happen first before you even attempt a process or a venture. Or an endeavor you have to have it firmly set in your mind what, what is going to be your, your your mental position going forward what is what is going to be your threshold in terms of what are you willing to take and you have to know that going in because I'm willing to tell you right now that I'm guaranteeing you that if you don't ever question yourself on that whatever you perceive to be the hardest thing about running your own business you're going to get that 10 times harder So if you don't mentally prepare for that, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And the second key, Andy, would be trust. And and trust is a very, very big, big thing. Trust goes into, again, a lot of pieces that we deal with. I think trust is even something that supersedes liking or even loving someone. Uh, Because trust has to be done objectively. You know, there are things that can that can prove or disprove trust. Trust is not based on potential. Trust is based on, you know, what what, what is there, what is evident. And when you're operating in business, you want to know what you can trust about the opportunity. You want to know what you can trust about the people and the leaders around you. And you want to know what you can trust about yourself. You need to trust, you need to know and say, hey, listen, am I the guy that can be at home and work eight hours straight independently by myself? Am I willing to engage in a business practice with my boss and find out X, Y, and Z that wasn't discussed in the front end? Am I willing to go down this route with my partner in this opportunity and if I encounter some other setback during the line, do I trust that this opportunity is still going to provide me? Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, um, of course, is just action. And, and, and action can be looked at in a multiple different ways, but as a basis, everybody should have a, a core set of what I call fundamental habits that must be apparent for you almost on a daily basis. Um, and those are the pieces that just kind of help guide whatever else will take place in your day. Everybody's day is going to be different to a certain degree, so the action is going to vary in terms of how we actually attach our goal or our, our, our drive, our job. But the pieces that we do individually that help prepare us and keep us on guard for all the setbacks and You know, randomness and randomness of chaos that comes during the course of the day has to be firmly secured just by having a fundamental set of habits.
1: Right. I like that a lot. So, So, the three keys you have for business success uh, one being mindset. Two, being trust. And three, action. And I thought you were spot on with a lot of your points concerning mindset. You know, a lot of times when we get into business for and for personal trainers and fitness business owners, you're working this thing on your own for quite some time before you build it and bring on staff and things like things of that nature. And there are setbacks along the way. And if you don't have a clear vision of where you want your business to go or where you're heading, it makes it very tough to keep going when you hit those struggles. And they will happen.
0: Absolutely, it's inevitable. It's almost like riding a motorcycle. I don't care who you see do it or how great you think it is. It is inevitable that you're going to take a spill. Um, same thing in business. I mean, you know, you you can have a great goal. I remember just as a, you know, the first my first experience with business. I thought about purchasing. Me and my dad thought about purchasing a McDonald's, and the buy-in on a McDonald's was upwards in the millions, and you don't look to break even. On that until about five to ten years in the process, you know you're the guy that is flipping burgers in that time frame. So mindset-wise, you gotta really know that hey, just because you're quote-unquote bogus title you may have given yourself, because you got a you know a federal tax ID number as CEO or owner or whatever title you give yourself, it doesn't exclude you from having to do the same work as a janitor, same work as the people and employees you
1: plan on having coming in under you. Right, yeah, that's so true. When you first start your business, you are all of those things. You are um, janitor, you are uh, errand <laughs> runner, um, and those are some of the steps that you have to take in order to get yourself to where you want to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, um, you kind of dug a, started talking a little bit about what I want to talk about in the whole meat of this interview was um, some fundamental habits And I'd like for you to dig into um, some of the fundamental habits that personal trainers and our fitness business owners can have to get themselves focused, um, get themselves over the hump, and help them um, be more consistent with their business and make more money, ultimately.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'll approach it from two aspects. I think there's a set of habits you need to have personally. Um, regardless of what profession you're investing in. And then there's a set of habits that need to be consistent um, in a professional arena as well. And kind of, you know, touch on those with some of the keys, but just to elaborate, and I'll start more so with the business side of it, um, that's always the big goal, right? You want to get in business. You want to make more money. How do you get these goals done? And, and, and a lot of times for us in business, what we see, that vision that drives us, is the big picture. We are, we are so driven by the end product. We know when we go into a business, there's a big difference in the business owner's mindset and someone that works for a business mindset. They When you work for a business, your big picture is like salary-based. It's position-based. You're like, okay, maybe I'll get promoted to this. Um, as a business owner, we look big picture and we say, wow, this could grow into something that impacts on a worldwide basis, and we think about the income. Now, what's important to happen out of that, habit-wise, is that, number one, you have to understand, of course, the big difference, two things between being mindful and as well as happy. And it's a bit of a contradiction between the two. and you have to still be able to intertwine the two. So just looking at habits in general, Andy, Mm -hmm. the thing with habits is that, number one, they're automatic. They're automatic and done without thought. I mean, we all can do a particular task automatically and not have any recollection of how we did that one task. It's just an automatic thing that happens. Whereas being mindful and practicing mindfulness is where we're absolutely present in the moment fully aware of what's taking place without judging. And I, I got to say that that's got to be the biggest part that a lot of business owners tend to overlook at home. Um, a lot of times we engage in this process and we are extremely critical, you know, not just of ourselves, but of the growth, of of the timeline. And, and one thing that, that needs to be apparent is that, hey, the results are going to come, the results come. Right. I mean, in the end of the day, in the day, you have to automatically understand that. Like the results are going to happen for you as results happen for you. And the the piece just about the habit within being mindful in it. you have to be present just in that one moment. In this moment, what is it that I can get accomplished?
1: Right. Yeah, I heard um, this the other day, and it it kind of strikes a chord with what you're specifying is – it, he said that we tend to overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and extremely underestimate what we can accomplish in five years. Absolutely. And I think that points um, right towards that big picture that you're talking about.
0: Absolutely. Everybody wants to get it done in their first six months to a year. Everybody, you know, we, we all want to jump out there. We never want to be viewed as a, as a failure. We don't want to be viewed as someone who is not serious about their business. I and mean, maybe we all have this preconceived notion that I'm going to hit it big, whatever that may mean for you, in X amount of time, which just isn't realistic without a certain amount of action being done. I'm not saying that that's not relevant, but that's going to be the next part that I'll talk about, is that we just don't have to, to back up that mentality of us wanting to have that growth We're not mindful enough in the moment to accomplish the small things over time. But also, we're not moving at a pace that dictates the success that we want. And and I think more so than anything, professionally, the biggest habit that that you have to develop is the habit of your pace. There's never time off. There's never a break. Your your entire day is planned toward action and movement. And every day you need to be able to look back and say that, I, for a fact, I moved the needle in my business by doing A, B, and C activities. It has to be consistent. Again, i go ahead and i quote, you know, Grant Cardone again. Your, your action's got to be almost ten times equivalent to what you thought it was going to be. If you think that it's going to take you. 20 phone calls a day to build your training business up, well, no, it's going to take you about 200 calls a day. And if you think you're going to get it done in about a year, it may take you 10 years. you got to prepare mentally for that. If it happens sooner, then God bless you. But realistically, looking at things, you got to really know that, hey, this is a long-term venture of work that i got to invest in and work that has to be done at a high level consistently over a long period of time.
1: Right, yeah, everybody wants that overnight success, but, and, you know, a lot of times people actually think that somebody's had overnight success when they've been doing the deal day in and day out for a long time before they got what's so called that overnight success. They've been putting in the time and the work and the effort um, that it took to get to that overnight success.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they look at a lot of people as if they're overnight success. The first time you see somebody on television or in a public setting, you're like, wow, they somehow hit it big overnight and nobody realizes what transpired the past twenty, twenty-five years of their life that they invested in and what the work was they did to actually get to this point of overnight success.
1: Right. And I know even for myself, you know, being in business now for um ten years. Even when I just, you know, st- put take off my foot off of the gas for a day or two, I feel an immediate difference in my business in regards to the amount of leads that I get. You know, the amount of money mm-hmm. that I'm pulling in. You know, as a business owner, you have to keep that foot on the gas because it's a constantly revolving door, and you need to continually market yourself, bring in new leads, and close more sales. Absolutely, and and,
0: and you just kind of hit it right on the nose about the biggest. You know, again, mindset between, you know, where a lot of us are prior to being a business owner, we're an employee. And as an employee, you can take your foot off the gas. You can lounge in your cubicle. And guess what? The business probably won't really suffer because of your lacking and slacking off. Because the boss, the the head of that company, still keeps their foot on the gas. No matter what business it is. If it's a successful business, the, the head of that business keeps their foot on the gas. So you as an employee know that hey, I might be able to buy this time and I can slack off here and I'll take 20 smoke breaks and don't even smoke and I'll check out at 4.30, even though know, I'm out at 5. We make all of these allowances um, that we don't even realize being our character and our work ethic. And then when we become business owners, we think we can take that same mindset and transition it now as a business owner. Well, it was easy for me before as an employee doing this, and now I can just be a business owner and have more free time. No, not the case at all. <laughs> i never get, I just I just had a conversation with my son, actually. I, I just did about five and a half years of door-to-door sales, six, seven days a week, you know, more often. Um, and I was just telling my son that I probably have never been as tired as when I started working my own business as I was during the five years, like, what I've experienced over this past, you know, few months here um, doesn't, you know, it, it just. I look back and I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't know I could invest this amount of energy into this, and I'm just drained by the end of the day. But it, it's a good drain because I know where it all went.
1: Right, and ultimately, you're doing it for yourself, and you're not doing it for, say, a boss or um, another a business owner. Exactly. You're building your own vision, you're holding your own destiny within your hands, and ultimately the amount of money that you'll be making as well.
0: Exactly. And you gotta realize that it's gotta be in another big part, mindset wise, the key to being to making more money, and a lot of people aren't gonna realize this, before, But it's really just about helping. The the more people that you get a chance to impact, the success that we're talking about right now shouldn't be kept underneath of you one gym and you're one fitness program. You know, uh, you got to jump up in and, and, and expose some of that knowledge. And, and, and that's how things begin to gravitate back towards. You know, it is a weird concept of business ownership and, again, being an employee. As an employee, you will stockpile any new thing that you come across because you don't want anybody to take your idea. You figure out how to copy paper faster than anybody else. You don't want to pass that along because you don't want somebody being able to replace you. Well, as a business owner, the more often, the more opportunities you have of being able to help people and and give of yourself, well, that just exposes your talent within that particular arena.
1: Right. Also helps to establish your credibility. And what I like to say when you give of yourself, whether that's via a video post, a blog post, Uh, Mm -hmm. a motivational um, Facebook post, Um, and if somebody receives value from that, that's in your target market, there's a law of reciprocity there where they look towards you and lean towards you for um, fitness advice for whatever service it is that you may offer.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Now, um, we've kind of touched on some of the habits. Now, a lot of times with you know, running your own business, you have times where you are highly motivated and times where you are not so motivated. Um, do you have any advice on how um, fitness business owners can stay motivated, and or and or get motivated?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Two things. Number one, you have to have you have to have that vision. We talked about it beforehand about how sometimes it may be confused with big vision, but you have to have that. You have to know what the end product is going to be. That's number one. You've got to be able to know without a shadow of a doubt what it looks like. And and for me, what I've done is that I've tried to make it as transparently clear as possible. I I know how many people I want to impact in my coaching program, how much money I want to produce with it, what other businesses and publications will happen because of what I'm going to invest in, how it's going to impact my family. And that has to be present and consistent, and I would suggest you need to look at that um, daily. That needs to be something that's done daily. And secondly, without looking at the results per se, you have to have a daily list of notches that you're going to have in your business. For example, I know that for me coaching, I want to make sure that I'm dealing with anywhere from one to five people per day. If I'm working with somebody that is, you know, I have a day where I don't coach anybody that day, then I know I need to do something to increase that. I need to put out an email. I need to, you know, make a phone call. I need to put out a couple extra posts. I need to, I need to get to work. And, and, and here's the great part. I, I get to make those notches for the day. I know that I did something for the day. And I get to look back on that and say, no, I'm moving the needle. You have to always be aware of every activity you're doing that moves the needle in your direction. And also aware of, mindful now, aware of the activity that you do that do not move the needle. So I just talked about making a post, but serving Facebook for two hours does not move the needle, you know? Um, and even in, in terms of motivation, listening to, any motivational clips on YouTube, it doesn't move the needle. Motivation is like, motivation is like love. It's not a feeling, it's an action. Like if you want to feel love, go do something loving. If you want to feel motivated, go do something motivated.
1: Right. No, I, I really agree with you. So the two points that you made for getting motivated, stay motivated, is one, vision. Know what your vision is, be, be clear on it, and to review that daily. And the uh, second point you made was to have a list that you um, work off of on a daily basis that lets you know that you're staying on point. And I would have to agree with you. For myself, within my business, one of the things I do is I try to make at least three marketing touches a day with people, Mm -hmm. and that's how I know I'm staying on track with reaching out and things of that nature. Um, Another thing that one of our coaches um, talks about all the time, Eric Laugham, he says everything counts. So, if you're being proactive within your business and you are making positive choices, everything that you're doing for that business counts. You might not see it today, but you'll see it later. Absolutely. Now, as far as like... touching on all of those habits, we, you know, I really feel like you've given a, a, the audience a lot of meat to um, build off of. Did you have any other business golden nuggets that you um, have for the audience?
0: Invest in yourself. I would say the number one thing that I think really holds back a lot of business owners and, and, and them going for success and I would even say salespeople because, again, for the most part, you look at commission-based people, they're kind of their own boss. They're their own business owners for the most part. And one of the big things that really has a chance that, that, that impacts, you know, business owners and, and people in that capacity is that, again, just making sure you have not just a vision set up in front of you, but also have the perseverance to maintain the pace you're doing. So be at a pace that you can maintain, and then keep trying to push that pace to a high level of thought.
1: So, invest in yourself, and I would have to agree with you again on that you know um, this last year, I uh, invested in um, coaching sales coaching, and it's had a, paid a huge impact uh, within my business and keeping me focused on um, you know activities that are like you said are going to move the needle within my business absolutely
0: absolutely. I used to kind of you know turn a note to Yeah, it's it's funny, but I just did sales. And even with my background in social services and in social work as well, I did direct services with that as well for a while, Since the years there. I used to kind of turn my nose up to the idea of, you know, coaching and, you know, this book for this purpose and this reason and the whole nine. And, And what I realized is that my mindset about it was just all wrong. I had the mindset that this was somehow a sacrifice as though I was losing something by making that decision. Whereas now I look back and every time that I've made an investment for myself, whether it be a book, a webinar, a a coach that I've invested in, I I work with like about three different coaches right now. Um, Each of the impacts a different area of my life. Um, I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am right now on a lot of different levels just personally professionally financially you know without that investment that you played beforehand so you got to make that investment with what you're doing each day
1: right yeah i completely agree with you i wish i would have invested a lot sooner i I, along the same lines as you um have tried going at it myself self-educating which is great but having that personal coach that holds me accountable, uh, which is what a lot of personal trainers or fitness business owners expect of their clients. Um, they hold their clients accountable and help them to get the results. It's the same thing within your business uh, on hiring a coach as well. Yeah. Now, I'm going to hit you with a couple of our other uh, questions that we ask on the Fit Pro Business Podcast. Um, you know, we're big supporters of reading on a regular basis and having yourself in a good either self-help book or business book that you, you can apply to your business. Um, what are you currently reading?
0: I just got mentioned before my the uh, newest book, The System, that came out on Amazon. So it was Eric Laugham's newest book, The System, um, that came out.
1: Oh the the new script writing one.
0: Right, exactly. Script mastery.
1: Script mastery, yeah. Um yeah, that's the new book by Eric Laughlin. It's the follow up to his um sales um training book, which is the uh, system. And I would highly recommend Right, right.
0: right. The system part two comes I, 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 right. here. Uh system part two. But it's all sales on script mastery.
1: Awesome. Now um do you have a favorite self help or business book that you can recommend to the audience?
0: Yes, the greatest salesman in the world.
1: And um, that's a book by um, I was Osmond,
0: Dino.
1: Osmond Dirdo. Mendino. Mandino, got it. Um, I will include those in the show notes. Now, how can the audience um, learn more about you and connect with you on a further basis?
0: Absolutely. Um, you can reach me through Twitter. Um, at NGM underscore now, um, or you can also reach out to me at Facebook George Morning the uh, second. You can also contact me via email at Necessary Growth Movement at gmail.com.
1: Great. Now, um, I want to thank you for your time and all the valuable content you provide for the audience. Uh, you touched on a lot of things concerning mindset that I think are um, highly overlooked and as well as just um, making positive actions towards uh, improving your business and developing habits that are going to help you move the needle within your business. So I want to thank you for your time and all the valuable content. Hey,
0: thanks a lot, Andy. I really appreciate you inviting me on your own podcast.
1: Awesome. Hopefully we'll have a chance to connect uh, at an Eric Laughlin event.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I look forward to getting you in my podcast. Thank
1: you. Awesome. Thanks, George. Have a great one, Andy. You too. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Please head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Until next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.